Gitin Perik Vav Mishnah Base 6-2. The Mishnah now talks about a case. The first case here is uh, in a scenario where it's Shas Hashmad. There are um, enactments by the non-Jewish overlords over the Jews, and whereby any Jewish activities, including performing Gitin, uh, is a dangerous activity, and therefore people wouldn't want to have evidence of the get being around. So what happens if you have a woman who um, appointed a shaliach Kabbalah, but later on she hasn't got a get, and later on he comes and says, oh yeah, you know what, I, I did the shaliachas you instructed me to do. So can she remarry based on that on his uh, confirmation? The answer is um, no, that's not enough. As the Mishnah says, Ha'isha Sha'amra, if a woman says, his ligiti, she instructs her agent to be a shaliach Kabbalah, but then, and he says, like I told you, so then, if she wants to remarry, she'll have to bring forth two sets of witnesses um, to confirm she really is divorced. Um, one set of two witnesses who will testify, who will confirm that the person she appointed as her shaliach, in fact, got such an authorization. And then, another pair of two, who have to testify, he received the get, we're confirming she he received the get on her behalf, so she's divorced. Just that kara he tore it up afterwards, that's what's not around. There's different before who say that they don't have to testify regarding the, the tearing of it, but rather that's just what's understood that happened afterwards. Whatever the case, the point is, um, you need to have these two pairs of witnesses to confirm that they were authorized, that this person was authorized, and that he indeed received um, the get. Now, even though we're saying they need to be two different sets of witnesses, we don't actually mean that there had to be four different individuals involved. It could be the same two individuals twice. The same two that were in the first set could be the two in the second set. Oh, or you could have three individuals where one guy is a witness in the first set and one guy is a witness for the second set and the third guy is a witness for both sets. It's all fine. Um, the Chiddush here is, you might have thought, listen, it's a little fishy. I mean, it sounds strange that she appoints a shaliach. She lives in Los Angeles and he lives in New York. And she says to her agents, her agents in LA, you know, in front of two witnesses, go to New York and collect my get for me. And then lo and behold, the witness, the same witnesses who testify that back in LA, she authorized them to go get the get are the same two who magically were in New York at the time of the to watch that shaliach receive the get. Maybe you think it's a little fishy. The answer is not fishy. Whatever it is, it is. We're not afraid of such such shenanigans. Okay, so now, that's the first part. Now we have like a new paragraph with like a new Mishnah, which says, talk about a nara hamorasa. Now, these two terms both need explanation. The first is that the word nara is referring to a girl who is in this intermediate stage in her transition from being a katana, a child, to being a a Bulgaris, a full-grown, independent woman. So the story is that for the first 12 years of a girl's life, um, until her book called Bat Mitzvah, so she's 12 full years old, um, as well as she begins puberty, that's evidenced by two pubic hairs, so then she is a, a child until then. From 12 years old, um, so when she said puberty, to 12 and a half, those six months, she's in Na'ara, um, which I'll explain in a moment, and then after 12 and a half, she's a Bulgaris. So the Bulgaris is like an independent woman, she's totally in her own rishos, there's no other people who control her legal status other than herself. But in that Nara stage in the middle, for those six months, so um, 
in certain respects, she still is considered to be uh, part of her father's household, and the father can do certain things, have certain legal rights regarding her. So one of those legal rights is um, that he can receive a get on her behalf, as the, and just like he can receive kedushin on her behalf, just as the missionary says. Naraha, oh, that's the Nara part, sorry. Then the Morasa. So Morasa is referring to Arusin, which is the first of the two stages of marriage. Once a woman is an Arusa, so then she is um, fully married in the sense that she, as we've seen this many times before, you know, she would need a get to sever that connection. So that's a legal marriage. But she's not functionally married, she's not living with her husband yet, and therefore she hasn't fully left her father's home and entered into the Rishos, the domain of her husband. So socially speaking, not legally, but socially speaking, kind of the picture to imagine is this girl was 12, she got, you know, committed through Arison to marry this fellow, but she's still living at home with her dad. Then like a year later, they have the wedding and she moves with the chuppah and she moves from chuppah into the home of her husband. So if a woman is in Nesua, she's fully married, regardless of her age, I mean, even if she was like eight years old and the father accepted Kedushan her behalf and she moved in with her husband, she totally leaves the domain of her husband, or her father, I should say. She left the domain of her father and she never goes back. Even if she's divorced, she's her own, she's not going to go back to her father's domain. Um, as in Asua. But as in Arusa, so she is sort of still under the purview of her father in certain legal respects. So the point is, she's not Nara Hamorasa. She's only engaged, whatever you call it, she's only in Arusa. She's not fully functionally married. And she's legally married though, not just engaged, excuse me. And she's a Nara, so her father also has a has a hand in the in the matter of receiving the get. So it's he va'avia mekablin es gita. Either she or he, her or her father, can receive the get on her behalf to make her no longer married. Amr Yehuda, Yehuda says, He says it's inconceivable that um, two different parties could be the same address to address a legal claim, um, to effect some legal status change, and therefore it can't be both him and her. Impossible. Only her father um, can uh, receive her get and not her. Okay? Um, I find that a little hard to understand, to confess to you here, um, but I looked high and low, and as best I can tell, none of the Mepharshim at all address a real explanation beyond what I gave you for Rabbi Yehuda. So leave it for that for now. I'm sorry I can't do better. Now, um, the Mishnah has a third point here, which is, V'chol she'enem yecholo lishmor gita. Any girl who's not able to be shomer her get. That means... That she doesn't understand that there's a significance to get over anything else, um, which really means that she's a young girl. How young is Mechlokes in the Gemara? She's, but she, we're talking young, like the more, either like somewhere between six and eight, and she's a pauta, she's like, you know, that kind of age, or the other Shadda Gemaras, she's even like much, much younger, just she doesn't know the difference in like, you know, a, a rock and a nut. Um, so that girl doesn't understand the significance of her get. She simply cannot be divorced. Um, so let's learn out from a Pusik, because the Pusik says it has to be, uh, there has to be like a severance. Um, she has to, like, Shalcham um, Abeso, she sent him, he sends her from his house, um, and she can't, she has to be sent and not to come back. But if she's a Chosera, she doesn't understand what's going on over here. She just keeps going back to, should go back to her husband's house, so she can't be divorced. Um, there is a Machlokas if we're talking about um, her receiving it, uh, or if even if she's a child, you know, who's very, very young, if her father receives on her behalf, if that could be sufficient, because maybe, you know, he or the husband would ensure she doesn't go back as a small child. Um, 
But the simple reading, like the Bartunora is, we're talking about regardless of whether it's her or her father who receives the get, if she's so young and undiscerning, she can't um, be divorced. So then, if she can't understand not to go back, she can't be divorced. Um, let me make sure it's clear here. This would therefore mean that a woman who, although we say that a woman doesn't need to have any das to receive a get, if, let's say, for example, she's a shota, she's so mentally incompetent, so deranged, she doesn't understand what's going on, she can't be divorced because giving her the get, she'll be a choser, she keeps going back again. That's not because she's a child, but for a different reason, but it illustrates the point over here um, quite nicely. One other point, which is regarding Rabbi Yehuda, who said it can't be both of them, both she and her father, as a Nara Morasa, are able to receive the get. So even he, Rabbi Yehuda, would agree that in the event that her father's out of the picture, let's say he died, so now, as a Nara Morasa, she could be the one to receive her get. It's just that while her father's around, she can't. At all events, the Allah is not like Rabbi Yehuda. So as a Nara, both she or her father could receive her get and then she'd be fully divorced, assuming she's old enough to not be a Choseris.